This is the Time Fix Podcast, the podcast that enables you to find more time when it really counts. Brought to you by thetimefix.com.au and antennas.com. Change the journey, make friends with your own time. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Time Fix Podcast. My name is Ildi Ratz and my mission is to help you on your journey to make friends with your own time so you have more freedom to live the life you dream and deserve. This is episode 21. No is a full sentence by Ildi Ratz. We live in a world where saying yes is a core part of our upbringing. We say yes to change we don't want to make. We say yes because we are wary of what society and our environment thinks of us. And more often than not, we say yes to things we didn't mean to say yes to. We believe we are expected to say yes. Over the years, I have learned that the word no has a special power and not many people know how to use it the right way or even dare to use it at all. One of the main things I teach in my time management, to my time management clients, is the power of this small word, the no. Please allow me to tell you something very special. I ask most of my clients, especially mums in business, to grab a piece of paper and write on it as big as possible. No and a period. You might ask why. Well, it's because no is a full sentence. This story started with a definite no. As the owner and founder of End Planners, I already feel that I am a published author through my product, my specially designed End Planner. But life does throw interesting curveballs at all of us. The more I thought about it, the more it made sense to write about how saying no helped me grow and become the person I am today. So let me start with the beginning. I was always I always walked my own path. I was born in Transylvania, now part of Romania. Even my birth was a defiant act on my parents' part because we belong to the biggest minority in Romania being Hungarians. Or should I say proud Hungarians? Back then, communist Romania did pretty much everything in its power to assimilate this amazingly strong, defiant and proud minority, learning to say no and learning how to navigate on thin ice in a very explosive world very, were basic necessities in my upbringing. As I grew up in that time and place, I could not have imagined that life would bring me to the other end of the world with two young children in the not too distant future. The strongest character in my formative years was my grandfather, a strong man of principle who meant the world world to me, and he and my grandmother raised me until I turned 12. He raised me to stick to my principles. When my beautiful grandmother passed away, I was faced for the very first time with just how fragile life is and how quickly it can turn from good to bad and bad to great. One thing I decided in that moment was that I wanted to live a life of no regrets. Way too often, 
I heard the adults around me say that they would do something different if they would be able to go back in time. It never made sense to me because my grandfather always taught me to be, uh, to own the good, but even more to own the bad and the mistakes I made. It took many years before I truly understood what he meant by this. For many years, I thought I was saying yes to the right things. I never thought about all the things I said no to until after I started to coach others and understand how these no's shaped my life. As a child, I was encouraged to walk my own path. This was not exactly the fashionable way to, of upbringing uh, a child at that time. I never understood why my decisions sometimes took others around me by surprise in a very special world that was shaped by a dictatorial regime. But I always followed the principles that guided me from a very early age. I was proud of my heritage, even though I was living in a world that was asking me to become something I was not. I was never afraid to speak up despite the negative consequences and I learned that most people don't like people who speak their mind. I found that one of my strengths and weaknesses at the same time was the fact that I, I say what I think and I try to stick to my own truth. Of course, as you grow up, you learn the truth uh, can have many faces, but this is a whole other chapter. Now, many know that I am a black belt in karate. Taking up Shotokan karate classes at 14 was yet again an act of defiance. Karate was not a sport that a girl was expected to take up or excel at, but it was a fantastic decision. Shotokan karate aligned with my values, my conduct, and even fed my competitive nature. It also taught me the basics of business. I know that sounds quite unexpected, but it was the first time I became actively part of a small business. Beside karate training, I had a chance to gain insight into how a sports club worked and learn valuable lessons on how a small business operated. I learned that what finances mean and how paying bills and organizing events impact on a small karate club's life. I also learned how to be a coach for young ones and how to be a diplomat when dealing with their parents. This period of time was just after the fall of communism in Romania, a time when we were all seeking new direction and when we found out that going from having nothing to having everything but not being able to afford it is as challenging as the previous state of life, where we had money but had nothing to spend it on. I think one of the biggest no's in my life was saying no to the expectations of my heritage. Even today, in some ways, I feel like an outcast. As a Hungarian born in Transylvania, one of the strongest expectations of a young adult is to stay in Transylvania and make sure our continuity in Transylvania is assured. I was raised to know that this is the place where I was born where I will grow up and where I will die. But life has its funny twists and love can rewrite any programming of it uh, if it is strong enough. This is how, against all expectations, I followed my heart and immigrated to Hungary. It was the hardest move ever. 
the homesickness was heartbreaking and the proximity to home meant we were way too close and yet too far. Plus, the judgment of leaving home followed me quite, for quite some time. However, this move taught me that everything has a price and I learned one of life's most important lessons about home. Funnily enough, I learned more about my heritage outside of Transylvania than when I was living in it. Soon I realized that who I am has nothing to do with where I am. And I realized that home is where I create home, no matter where I am on the globe. This skill came in handy later in life when, I, when we immigrated to Australia. Saying no to this part of my upbringing opened the whole world to me and more than ever it made me open to the world and new opportunities. This mindset and my future as a husband's entrepreneurial ways defined the next decade in my life. It was a time when I truly learned how to grow a successful business and survive the jungle of entrepreneurship. It also taught me how saying yes to everything is the worst thing you can do in business, especially since my husband tended to be a people pleaser. He would rather say yes than be part of a confrontation. So I very quickly learned how to say no for both of us. Our little family quickly grew from two to three and then to four. And life was good, hard, with lots of work and problems, but good. It was about this time when everything felt right that I had to learn that not everything is under your control and sometimes there is nothing you can do about what life throws at you, but you can control how you relate to the things that happen to you. When our oldest daughter turned three, she was diagnosed with epilepsy. Now, just for you to understand, one day you have a beautiful, bubbly, extremely smart human being and the next moment you watch the light slipping away from her eyes and the nasty shadows sit in the place of the flickering light. And there is nothing, I mean nothing you can do about it. I think this period of our life redefined the word resilience in our dictionary. And just to put an extra twist on our situation, all this happened in a country that was slowly slipping into an economic pit where the country's most renowned children's hospital only had a single EEG machine for all patients, ambulant or not. The times I had to say no and stick to my boundaries in this period of time were countless. Unfortunately, saying no became a standard because I did not give up and I did not accept the situation as I was told I should. But I refused to give up hope. I continued to fight a constant battle with doctors and the system while trying to keep our business afloat and having our second baby girl. All these things and a lot more led to the next decision we took. Even though we had a successful business, a big house, cars and so on, the spiral of economic downturn on the horizon and our concern for our daughter's future pushed us to decide to leave everything behind. To everyone's surprise, we sold our business, house, cars, and decided to say no to what we faced in the near future in Hungary. We lodged an immigration application to Australia. I believe from my goals and my own perspective, it was the best decision we have ever made. It was not an easy task to pack up and leave everything behind, but 
using all the knowledge and experience we had previously, we landed in Australia in 2008. People say that this country either makes you or breaks you. From my view, this statement is absolutely true. It broke our marriage, but it also facilitated my own personal growth on so many levels. While I found my entrepreneurial voice, my husband lost his. To this date, I don't think he has recovered it. And as he made the heavy decision to leave Australia and his two girls behind and move back to Hungary. But for me, it meant a world of new opportunities. As always, I defied the odds. With minimal but functional English in our second year in Australia, I joined an amazing party plan company, Nature Direct. While no one in my family, including my husband, believed I could make it, I embraced a new challenge. And before anyone realized uh, it, my English was improving and I was becoming successful. How did I make it? By laughing at jokes that I did not understand and never giving up. The 10 years with Nature Direct helped me understand how small business worked in this amazing country and also shocked me with the mentality of tax return instead of tax pay and so much more that Aussies take for granted. In the midst of a divorce, when everything seemed to be falling apart in my life, I founded my new venture, The End Planners. I think I dealt with our divorce in the same way I deal with everything in life. Please don't get me wrong. I strongly believe every relationship that falls apart has two people at fault. Although I would never have left our marriage because of the way I was raised, I am forever grateful that he did. I was not, it was not pretty. It was not consensual. It was something that had in that, in, in that I had no say. Uh, and he was already in love with another person, or at least that is what he thought. Yet, it was the best thing that happened to me. It forced me to say no again. No to being a victim. No to falling down. No to feeling defeated. I had two beautiful reasons to move forward. Two reasons to pick up myself and look for new opportunities. One of the hardest decisions in this time of picking myself up was not wanting to be alone, like some were expecting me to be. I never thought I would find love again, but I got back into the dating game and I met the most amazing person who was meant for me and who is making my world round and whole. Going through the divorce opened a new chapter in my life. It showed me I know how to survive. From the perspective of my business, it has been a journey of growth and learning. And as I mentioned earlier, one of the things I talk about on a regular basis with my time management clients is the importance of this short little word, no. Countless times over the past 10 years, I have seen women in business, especially moms, say yes to, what, to way too many things. This shifts their focus from the important things that bring growth, wealth, enjoy in their lives and business. On to unimportant and productive. Mm. This shifts their focus from the important things that bring growth, wealth and joy in their lives and businesses onto unimportant, unproductive, people-pleasing activities that do not serve anyone's needs 
but lead to unnecessary busyness and loss of focus. I have come to believe that learning to say no is one of the most important skills in business. It helps you make the right choices that will generate the right set of priorities that will help you achieve your goals. Learning to say no to unnecessary noise and disruption helps us focus on the important things in life and create an environment where we can become committed to achieving our goals and becoming successful. I realized that even though my business started with creating an amazing tool, a small business planner, or if you like a paper diary, the product itself is just a tool. My real passion is about helping small business owners and professionals make friends with their own time and be able to say yes to the right things by saying no to the things that are not serving their goals. If you remember in the beginning, I mentioned I want to live a life of no regrets, or rather, of very few regrets. I still try to live by the principle that my mistakes are there to help me grow, and without them, I wouldn't be the person I am today. So when I find myself thinking about what would have been if things had been different, I remind myself of the amazing things and people I have in my life today, the friendships, my beautiful family, my partner, my daughters, who are growing up to be amazing human beings. And I can, can't stop thinking that none of this would be if something had been different. This is why I will keep saying no when I have to and think twice before I say yes to anything. Life is too short not to try and make the most of it. You would think such a short word could have shaped me to... You wouldn't think such a short word could have shaped me to such an extent. And I hope it is a lesson I can pass on, not just to my two daughters, but to anyone who needs to find the strength that comes from saying no. This is the Time Fix Podcast, the podcast that enables you to find more time when it really counts. Brought to you by thetimefix.com.au and npanels.com. Change the journey, make friends with your own time. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Time Fix Podcast. My name is Ildi Ratz and my mission is to help you on your journey to make friends with your own time so you have more freedom to live the life you dream and deserve. This is episode 21, and this episode is going to be all about this small word, word, no, because no is a full sentence. And instead of sharing my thoughts uh, today, I will uh, read you the chapter that I wrote in a book called I Said No, which is a compilation uh, by Jane Alviston. And uh, she gathered together 13 authors who shared their journey um, on how no has shaped their lives and uh, uh, who they are today. So this is my chapter. And the chapter title is No is a Full Sentence. We live in a world where saying yes is a core part of our upbringing. We say yes to change we don't want to make. 
We say yes because we are wary of what society and our environment thinks of us. And more often than not, we say yes to things we didn't mean to say yes to. We believe we are expected to say yes. Over the years, I have learned that the word no has a special power and not many people know how to use it the right way or even dare to use it at all. One of the main things I teach my time management clients is the power of this small word, the no. Please allow me to tell you something very special. I asked most of my clients, especially mums in business, to grab a piece of paper and write on it as big as possible, no, and a big period. You might ask why. Well, it's because no is a full sentence. This story started with a definite no. As the owner and founder of End Planners, I already feel that I am a published author uh, through my product, my specially designed End Planner. But life does throw interesting curveballs at all of us. The more I thought about it, the more I, it made sense to write about how saying no helped me grow and become the person I am today. Let me start with the beginning. I always walked my own path. I was born in Transylvania, now part of Romania. Even my birth was a defiant act on my parents' part because we belong to the biggest minority in Romania, being Hungarians. Or should I say proud Hungarians? Well, back then, communist Romania did pretty much everything in its power to assimilate this amazing, strong, defiant and proud minority. Learning to say no and learning how to navigate on thin ice in a very explosive world were basic necessities in my upbringing. As I grew up in that time and place, I could not have imagined the life would bring me to the other end of the world with two young children in the not too distant future. The strongest character in my formative years was my grandfather, a strong man of principle who meant the world to me as he and my grandmother raised me until I turned 12 and raised me to stick to my principles. When my beautiful grandmother passed away, I was faced for the very first time with just how fragile life is and how quickly it can turn from good to bad and bad to great. One thing I decided in that moment was that I wanted to live a life of no regrets. Way too often I heard the adults around me say that they would do something different if they would be able to go back in time. It never made sense to me because my grandfather always taught me to own the good, but even more to own the bad and the mistakes I made. It took many years before I truly understood what he meant by this. For many years, I thought I was saying yes to the right things. I never thought about all the things I said no to until after I started to coach others and understand how those no's shaped my life. As a child, I was encouraged to walk my own path. This was not exactly the fashionable way of bringing up a child at that time. I never understood why my decisions sometimes took others around me by surprise. In a very special world that uh, was shaped by a dictatorial regime, 
but I always followed the principles that guided me for a very from a very early age. I was proud of my heritage, even though I was living in a world uh, that was asking me to become something I was not. I was never afraid to speak up despite the negative consequences, and I learned that most people don't like people who speak their mind. I found that one of my strengths, strengths and weaknesses was the fact that I say what I think and I try to stick to my own truth. Of course, as you grow up, you learn that truth can have many faces, but this is a whole other chapter. Not many know uh, that I am a black belt in karate. Taking up Shotokan karate classes at 14 was yet again an act of defiance. Karate was not a sport that a girl was expected to take up or excel at, but it was a fantastic decision. Shotokan karate aligned with my values, my, my conduct and fed my competitive nature. It also taught me the basics of business. I know that sounds quite unexpected, but it was the first time I became actively part of a small business. Beside karate training, I had a chance to gain insight into how a sports club worked and learned valuable lessons on how a small business operated. I learned what finances mean and how paying bills and organizing events impact on a small karate club's life. I also learned how to be a coach for young ones and how to be a diplomat when dealing with their parents. This period of time was just after the fall of uh, communism in Romania, a time when we, are, we were all seeking new direction and when we found out that going from having nothing to having everything but not being able to afford it is as challenging as the previous state of life where we had money but had nothing to spend it on. I think one of the biggest no's in my life was saying no to the expectations of my heritage. Even today, in some ways, I feel like an outcast. As a Hungarian born in Transylvania, one of the strongest expectations of young adults is to stay in Transylvania and make sure our continuity in Transylvania is assured. I was raised to know that this is the place where I was born, where I will grow up and where I will die. But life has its funny twists and love can rewrite any programming if it is strong enough. This is how, against all expectations, I followed my heart and immigrated to Hungary. It was the hardest move ever. The homesickness was heartbreaking and the proximity to home meant we were way too close and yet too far. Plus, the judgment of leaving home followed me for quite some time. However, this move taught me that everything has a price and I learned one of life's most valuable lessons about home. Funnily enough, I learned more about my heritage outside of Transylvania than when I was living in it. Soon I realized that who I was and who I am has nothing to do with where I am. And I realized that home is wherever I create home, where I am. And I realized that home is um, anywhere on the globe. This skill came in handy later in life when we immigrated to Australia. Saying no to this part of my upbringing opened the whole world to me, and more than ever, it made me open to the world and new opportunities. 
This mindset and my future husband's entrepreneurial ways defined the next decade in my life. It was a time when I truly learned how to grow a successful business and survive the jungle of entrepreneurship. It also taught me how saying yes to everything is the worst thing you can do in business, especially since my husband tended to be a people pleaser. He would rather say yes than be a part of a confrontation. So I very quickly quickly learned how to say no for both of us. Our little family quickly grew from two to three and then to four. Life was good, hard, with lots of work and problems, but good. It was about this time when everything felt right that I had to learn that nothing uh, and not everything is under your control. And sometimes there is nothing you can do about what life throws at you. But you can control how you relate to the things that happen to you. When our oldest daughter turned three, she was diagnosed with epilepsy. Now, just for you to understand, one day you have a beautiful, bubbly, extremely smart human being, and the next moment you watch the light slipping away from her eyes and a nasty shadow sit in place of the flickering light. And there is nothing, I mean nothing, you can do about it. I think this period of our life redefined the word resilience in our dictionary. And just to put an extra twist on our situation, all this happened in a country that was slowly sipping, slipping into uh, an economic pit, where the country's most renowned children's hospital only had a single EEG machine for all patients, ambulant or not. The times I had to say no and stick to my boundaries in this period of time were countless. Unfortunately, saying no became a standard because I did not give up and I did not accept the situation as I was told I should. But I refused to give up hope. I continued to fight const a constant battle with the doctors and the systems while trying to keep our business afloat and having our second baby girl. All these things and a lot more led to the next decision we took. Even though we had a successful business, a big house, cars, and so on, the spiral of economic downturn on the horizon and our concern for our daughter's future pushed us to decide to leave everything behind. To everyone's surprise, we sold our business, house, cars, and decided to say no to what we faced in the near future in Hungary. We lodged an immigration application to Australia. I believe from my girls and my own perspective, it was the best decision we have ever made. It was not an easy task to pack up and leave everything behind, but using all the knowledge and experience uh, we had previously, we landed in Australia in 2008. People say, that this country either makes you or breaks you. From my view, this statement is absolute, absolutely true. It broke our marriage, but it also facilitated my, my own personal growth on so many levels. While I found my entrepreneurial voice, my husband lost his. To this date, I don't think he has recovered it. Uh, as he made the heavy decision to leave Australia and his two girls behind and move back to Hungary. But for me, it meant a world of new opportunities. As always, I defied the odds. 
with minimal but functional English in our second year in Australia, I joined an amazing party plan company, Nature Direct. While no one in my family, including my husband, believed I could make it, I embraced a new challenge. And before anyone realized it, it uh, my English was improving and I was becoming successful. How did I make it? By laughing at jokes that I didn't understand and never giving up. The 10 years with Nature Direct helped me understand how small businesses worked in this amazing country and also shocked me with the mentality of tax return instead of tax pay and so much more that many Aussies take for granted. In the midst of a divorce, when everything seemed to be falling apart in my life, I found my new venture, The End Planners. I think I dealt with our divorce in the same way I deal with everything in life. Please don't get me wrong. I strongly believe every relationship that falls apart has two people at fault. Although I would never have left our marriage because of the way I was raised, I am forever grateful that he did. It was not pretty and it was not consensual. It was something that I had to say. I had no say in. As he was already in love with another person, or at least that is what he thought. Yet, it was the best thing that happened to me. It forced me to say no again, no to being the victim, no to falling down, no to feeling defeated. I had two beautiful reasons to move forward. Two reasons to pick myself up and look for new opportunities. One of the hardest decisions in this time of picking myself up was not wanting to be alone, like some uh, were expecting me to be. I never thought I would find love again, but I got back into the dating game and I met the most amazing person who was meant for me and who is making my world round and whole. Going through the divorce opened a new chapter in my life. It showed me that I know how to survive. From the perspective of my business, it has been a journey of growth and learning. And as I mentioned earlier, one of the things I talk about on a regular basis with my time management clients is the importance of this short little word, no. Countless times over the past 10 years, I have seen women in business, especially moms, say yes to way too many things. This shifts their focus from the important things that bring growth, wealth, and joy in their lives and businesses on to unimportant, unproductive, people-pleasing activities that do not serve anyone's needs but lead to unnecessary busyness and loss of focus. I have come to believe that learning to say no is one of the most important skills in business. It helps you make the right choices that will generate the right set of priorities that will help you achieve your goals. Learning to say no to unnecessary noise and disruptions helps us focus on the, the important things in life and create an environment where we can become committed to achieving our goals and becoming successful. I realized that even though my business started with creating an amazing tool, a small business planner, or if you like a paper diary, the product itself is just a tool. My real passion is about helping small business owners and professionals make friends with their own time and to be able to say yes to the right things by saying no 
to the things that are not serving their goals. If you remember in the beginning, I mentioned I wanted to live a life of no regrets or rather of very few regrets. I still try to live by that principle uh, that my mistakes are there to help me grow and without them, I wouldn't be the person I am today. So when I find myself thinking about what would have been if things had been different, I remind myself of the amazing things and people I have in my life today. The friendships, my beautiful family, my partner, my daughters, who are growing up to be amazing human beings. And I can't stop thinking that none of this would be if something had been different. This is why I will keep saying no when I have to and think twice before I say yes to anything. Life is too short not to try and make the most of it. You wouldn't think such a short word could have shaped me so much um, to such an extent and I hope it is a lesson I can pass on. Not just to my two daughters, but to anyone who needs to find the strength that comes from saying no. Thank you for listening to the Time Fix podcast. This was Ildi Ratz, your host. If you haven't already, please remember to subscribe so you are the first to know each time a new episode becomes available. And don't forget to start changing your journey while making friends with your own time.